It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. This is Bonus Benson. This segment is officially completely off the rails. What are you talking about? Stuff we wish never aired. You know, I'm the talent. Right, of course. Except Uh I'm the talent. Come on, man. The Guy Benson Show. Home stretch on this Monday. On the Guy Benson Show, GuyBensonShow.com for the free podcast every day. If you're listening on the broadcast, coming in with the Northwestern University marching band, Go You Northwestern, the fight song, I am very fired up. For a few reasons, number one, if you live in the Chicagoland area, I am speaking at Northwestern tomorrow night. It is a nonpartisan, cross-ideological group that's having me talk about my career, some of my life experiences, the role of the media, in our democracy, and really anything else that might come to mind. And then a lot of Q&A. It's open to the public. It is free. 7 p.m. Central Time tomorrow on the Evanston campus, the main campus at Northwestern. I've posted about it on my social media, at Guy P. Benson, Twitter and Instagram. You can check out the details there and feel free to swing by and say hello. I'm also excited to be back on campus because the Big Ten regular season basketball campaign has come to a close. And for the first time in modern college basketball history, Northwestern finished in second place in the Big Ten Conference with a win last night at Rutgers. Big win, tough place to play. Rutgers has been good this year. Cats were on a three-game losing streak, so we were all getting a little nervous, right? They had, and if you're not a basketball fan, I apologize. I just have to brag. We never get this. It never happens to us, ever. Until 2017, Northwestern was the only major college conference team that had never made the tournament. March Madness, we'd never been in it, ever. For like almost 100 years of basketball. In fact, Northwestern hosted the first ever Final Four. Did not participate, not even in the tournament. Then we finally had a breakthrough season in 2017, and then it's just been a disappointment ever since then. Like, back to... The bad old days. And then this season, this squad was predicted by the experts to finish in 13th or 14th place in a 14-team league. That was the consensus, including shared by me, by the way. I remember what happened last year. Not good. Then two of our best players transferred. It's like, oh boy, cupboards bare. This is going to be a rough season. And they have now set a school record with 12 conference wins, they're a lock for the NCAA tournament. They've been a lock for a couple weeks now because they went on a five-game winning streak. They beat number one Purdue on Super Bowl Sunday, then came right back out and beat Indiana, a ranked team at home, then blew the doors off of Iowa. And all the experts at that point were like, okay, never mind 13th place. They're for real. They're going to make the tournament. Then they lost a couple games, and all of our fans are like, oh, here we go again. Is our annual losing streak happening at the worst possible time at the end of the season? So last night was a very big game. I was nervous all day. I could barely bring myself to watch the game. I would have to, like, change the channel every so often. I was too nervous. Then I would go back. I watched the end of the game, finally for good. And we actually had a good number of fans at Rutgers. It was such a big game. You could hear them on the broadcast. I think we had that from Big Ten Network. You can hear the Purple Faithful in the background. Oh, we got a Let's Go Cats chant in the rack. And the New Jersey Rutger fans booing, obviously, there. They didn't like to hear that in their building. But big win, defying all expectations. So now Northwestern has what's known as a double bye in the Big Ten tournament. I was trying to explain this to Christine earlier. There's so many tournaments and games. We'll bring her in here in just a second to try to help her. But before the big dance, March Madness, Bracketology, all of that, with Selection Sunday, the announcements of who gets in and the seedings and all of that, that's this coming Sunday. Before then, there are the conference tournaments. 
So all the Big Ten teams, all 14 of them compete. And if you finish in the top four positions in the conference, you don't have to play on Wednesday or on Thursday of this tournament. Your first game is on Friday. Then you'd have to win Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to win the whole thing. Northwestern has never qualified for a double bye. Not even close. Not even close. So I was joking on social media last night, like, what is this double bye exactly? We are completely unfamiliar as Northwestern fans with this concept. So they get to watch some of the other teams, the lower seedings, battle it out, and then the Cats will play on Friday, the winner of Illinois-Penn State, which, I mean, both of those are tough matchups for us. So I'm not getting cocky or overconfident or anything like that. It's a tough slog. There's a lot of parity in the Big Ten. But for the Cats to finish in second place, it was just astounding. And it was one of those things. Did you see, I guess, over the weekend, some of the planets aligned so you could see them with the naked eye in the sky, the night sky? I think it was like Jupiter and one of the other planets. Some folks were pointing it out, and some of our friends were posting photos of it. The planets aligned this past weekend. And then yesterday, in order for Northwestern, because there was a log jam with a lot of teams who had similar records, if not exactly the same record, and we had rooting interest. There were like five other games. It was like, okay, we want these four teams to lose. And as the day unfolded, and I was flying back from Florida, I'm keeping track of the scores, and like, boom, down goes the first team that we needed to lose. You know, Maryland loses. And then later on, Iowa loses. And then later on, Michigan loses. And everything was coming up Wildcats. But it would all be for naught if we had lost the game last night. Rather than finishing in second place, if we had lost that game last night, we would have finished in seventh place. One game made the difference. And being a beaten down, like, soul-crushed Northwestern basketball fan, I was just thinking, okay, we're going to lose this game. We always lose this kind of game. There's so much at stake. There's no way we win, right? But, no, this team's different. They've defied every expectation. I've got to have some faith in they won. So obviously I'm very excited, devoting a lot of time to this. And I'm going to be on campus tomorrow. I can't wait to talk to these kids. Like, they have no idea how lucky they are. I would have sacrificed perhaps some sort of internal organ as an undergrad to have this type of team. Just never happened. And they've been selling out. The student sections have been awesome. Like, it's, it's a special time. So I'm looking forward to that. And then Christine was trying to ask me, so next week, not this current week, but next week the tournament starts, and she's like, are you going to go see basketball? Like, what's the plan? I'm like, yeah, I think so. She's like, well, where are you going and when? I said, I don't know. That's the point. We don't know until Sunday, Selection Sunday. There's like eight different cities that we might go to, like upstate New York, North Carolina, Alabama, uh, Orlando, Columbus, Ohio, Des Moines, Iowa, Denver, Colorado, Sacramento, California. Those, There we go. Those are the eight possibilities. And we won't know until six days from now where we're headed, and then I'll just have to scramble and buy tickets and get a hotel room and all of it. And so Christina's like, well, how's that going to work for the show? And, like, what, what time will the game be at, and where will you be? Will you have your equipment? I said, we'll just have to figure it out. She's like, so there will be March Madness on this show next week. I said, yes, there will. I'm really rooting against – I actually probably shouldn't even say this out loud. I'm rooting against Sacramento. That is the farthest, most difficult trip for me. And now that I've said it, I'm going to manifest it. It's going to be Sacramento, isn't it? <laughs> well, I guess we'll see. All right, Christine. Uh, you've put up with a lot of this. You, you truly don't care about basically anything that I've just not said. Not true. Not true at all. Dan, have I not been asking um, She's a lot been of very, questions? She's very curious, Christine, over here about all of this. Okay. So she is, and, she Dan, is... you're like, you're, I'm speaking your language, right? Like, <laughs> yes. you're following all of this. Absolutely, okay. yeah. Wyatt is just shaking his head, is like, how does an adult think like this? Doesn't he have anything better to do with his life? Can't he just read the Wall Street Journal and be fully fulfilled? It's just not how I am. All right, Christine, so what are your big curiosities here as we try to plan next week, even though we literally can't because it's up to a random group of experts and adults in some conference room? I think, where are they, in Chicago or Indianapolis, wherever they are? I think it's Indy. 
and they will just like hand down from on high what seed the Wildcats get and where we're headed and who our opponent will be and whether the game's on Friday or on Thursday and what time it is. I mean, it, there's so many factors I drive myself crazy thinking about. Yeah, this is great for a producer of a national talk radio show. Yes, especially one who gets a little uh, little panicky. Flustered. And and don't forget, it's just me and you next week for most of the, for the start of this. Dan is off and Wyatt's off. So it's me and you alone on the show. And then we have to factor this in. And what I said to you was, bring your buddy with you. Me. Yeah, you were saying you need a basketball buddy. And I thought you were like, oh, are you going to travel to the games with someone? I'm like, yeah, some of my friends might be going. And then I didn't realize you were talking about you. Mm-hmm. But as you point out, we're going to be short-staffed anyway, so we really need you holding down the fort, right, and, and doing all of the things. And we, So we can't have you distracted by your new passion for college basketball. So <laughs> I'm not rejecting this idea. It's just, you know, it's for the show is what I'm saying, Christine. Now I need to start watching this madness of March, but it starts next week. For, <laughs> for... You're going to – what's important <laughs> for you to know is what happened the madness of March. I say it wrong? It's March Madness. Oh. Why is Dan I mean, laughing at me? It's just, it's a funny way of putting it. It's like someone who's totally foreign to it would say it that way, which you are. So the big thing for your planning purposes is Selection Sunday, CBS, next Sunday evening, I believe it's 6 p.m. Eastern, they reveal all of the teams in the tournament and who is in what region and what seed they are and where they're going. Oh. That will then determine my bookings in terms of like flights and hotels and then our bookings for the show and the timing of stuff i have a question for you um like i'm imagining like a yolanda vega type person on sunday night like you know with the balls (laughs) and then you pick out a a ball that's by the way just for people who aren't from the new york area and aren't familiar with yolanda vega she was the new york lotto woman for a very long time and and the first ball up is 12 like that woman the greatest i have a bobblehead of yolanda i thought i, w- I wanted to be yolanda when, when i was younger i used to do an imitation of her my parents thought it was hysterical but anyway okay. that is that what it is like will they just say pick a name out of a hat and be like northwestern's no. going and no 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 it's it's based on you have to earn your way into this tournament and it's the best 68 teams in the country that get selected there's the first four so it's really a, a field of 64 after you get past those first couple of games uh, and there's an entire committee of people who weigh every team's resume based on their wins and losses, who they beat, who they lost to. It's actually very complex, and they decide, okay, who gets in, and then the very best teams are seated like, you know, number one or number two in their region, and then teams at the bottom, you know, 15, 16, and it gets matched up correspondingly. So that's how the brackets work. Have you never filled out a bracket? No. No. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe that will need to change. We'll Some people do it, it with no experts. Yeah, well, Dan, you know, he's kind of making me feel dumb back here because I said this seems so, you know, complicated, and he's like, it's actually very simple. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so basically you're calling me dumb. Well, there's conference championships, and then there's the tournament. That that wasn't – it wasn't that simple, what Guy was just saying. <laughs> and also conference tournaments – and then the March Madness, like, that's also not helpful to her because conference tournaments probably mean nothing to her. Right. So you have to sort of very slowly explain the differences between it. It is, if you don't follow sports, it can be a little bit much. But there are people who fill out brackets based on, like, the team colors or the uniforms that they like better and just make their brackets that way. I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that, but that's one approach Christine might take if she fills out a bracket this year because now she's actually going to have some investment because it affects the planning of this show, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. That's next week. But obviously, I am stoked out of my mind. Not only the best regular season in Northwestern basketball modern history, but one that came out of nowhere. So, go Cats. Heading to Chicago tomorrow, up in Evanston tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Central. Come say hi on campus for my event. And, of course, back here on the radio tomorrow from Evanston and then D.C. the rest of the week. We will talk to you then. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great night. It is The Guy Benson Show. Home stretch on this Tuesday from Illinois. It's The Guy Benson Show. GuyBensonShow.com. Free podcast every day on demand. 
And it is indeed my birthday. I am 38 years old today, which is pretty crazy to think about. Last year, I decided that 37 was going to be called, at least by me, the last year of my mid-30s, not the beginning year of my late 30s. But I have now checked that box. I am past that point. So officially, I'm in my late 30s on the downslope to 40. There's no getting around it. Now, during the planning call, today's show earlier on, the team was suggesting that something had been put together in honor of my birthday. I have not heard it. I don't know what exactly it entails. I know that there was a collaboration, almost a collusion, if you will, among Christine and Dan and Wyatt on whatever this is. So they know what's coming. Just like you, though, I do not. So without further ado, whatever it is, here we go. Hey, guys. Happy birthday. Thinking about you being born in Saudi Arabia years ago. Happy birthday there, buddy. We are so excited to see that you're coming up on middle age so quickly. Now, if you only looked like you were middle age, that'd be even better. Happy birthday, Guy, from Adam and Roy. Another crazy year in the books, but an even more exciting and thrilling one up ahead. We're excited for everything you've accomplished this year, and uh, we look forward to seeing what's in the store for next year. Happy birthday, Guy, Guy Benson. Benson. It's Laura Austin. What's up, man? It's Nathan Johnson. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. We miss you. We're so happy you were born. Um, I hope you were celebrating in style today, and we think that you deserve to be serenaded. So, so happy birthday, birthday to you. Feliz cumpleaños a ti. Tante dore con Guy Benson. Happy birthday to you. Hello, Guy. I'm so excited and honored that you are able to celebrate your birthday on my wedding anniversary once again. It must be very exciting for you as well. Uh, We love listening to the show, especially Bonus Benson in this house. And we love hearing about Carousel, God rest his soul, and all the hijinks that Christine gets into and all your judgment thereof. It's one of our favorite pastimes. And sometimes I even agree with Christine. Deal with it. And I've got some special guests here who would also like to say... Hello, Guy. This is Wyatt, YY, War Wyatt, Wall Street Wyatt, Wyatt Wyatt, wishing you a happy, happy birthday. Guy, Dan, your engineer here, just wishing you a happy birthday. And I hope your birthday isn't the only thing you're celebrating this March. So good luck to the cats and enjoy your birthday. Well, well, well. You didn't think you were going to have a birthday montage without your best friend in it now, did you? (laughs) I had all plans to come to D.C. and surprise you on your big day. But unfortunately, some travel issues got in the way. So the last birthday greeting is my present to you. Happy birthday, bestie. Guy Benson, this is Carly Rae Jepsen, and you are the birthday man of the hour, sounds like. So here is your birthday song. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear guy, happy birthday to you, and many, many, many more. Um, Wishing you so much love today and every day. Oh my goodness. My jaw is on the floor. Okay, hang on, Let's let's just unpack this. So I heard from Mom and Dad and Adam, Mary Catherine and the girls, YY Dan Cookie, a delightful but suspicious appearance from Laura and Nathan, who I loved hearing from in the Manchas, Broadway stars. We had her on the show, talked about her career and her new album a couple months back. And then... The piece de resistance, and I suspect they had something to do with it. Carly Ray Jepsen, you have got to be joking. I don't know what to say. I mean, given given everything that we have talked about with her music and her hot jams, her many bops on this show, especially Cut to the Feeling, which is what we heard at the very, very end bumping out of that, 
I am blown away. Christine, you have to tell me how this happened. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you liked it. I just have to, I have to say a couple of things here. Um, number one, I cannot get over how much you and your father sound alike. It's crazy. Number two, many, 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 many thanks to Laura. She, I bothered her and bothered her and bothered her to make this happen with Carly Rae. And she, she came through and it was just, I was so happy. We just, I can't thank her enough. And I knew that was, I was trying to think of people like, who can I get that would just, you know, blow them away. And I had some people I was trying for and, you know, they're a little busy right now. And uh, this all just worked out. So I'm glad you liked it. I will have to say I cut down, you know, I would have gotten a whole bunch more people, but I wanted that to be the star. So, oh, you know, I mean, I'm... so the, the reason I like I was trying to process this in real time. Uh-huh. I was just I wish you could have seen my face. I when it was like Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> I, I was just I, I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, oh, because Laura and her husband, Nate, who we did such a great hour with them in studio, and she is such a talent, and he's no slouch unto himself in the musical department either. They are incredibly kind people, and they know Carly Rae Jepsen, at least somewhat personally, because if I'm now remembering correctly, Laura was cast on Broadway as Cinderella, at one point and played Cinderella for a period of time and then her successor in the role years ago was Carly Rae Jepsen and so they've stayed in touch they knew each other well because of that sort of training her up and the evening after they came on our show Laura and Nate we went out to dinner we went back to my place It was around Christmas and I think Adam was under the weather so we just hung out and had a few drinks, and I mentioned my love of Carly Rae Jepsen because one of her songs came on on a playlist. And she's like, oh, I have this connection. So she texted her from my living room and got a text back, not about me, just like, hey, thinking of you, hope you're well. And I was so excited that someone had received a text message in my presence from Carly Rae Jepsen that it was like, in my mind, that was like the moment because I had seen Carly Rae. Adam and I went to go see her in D.C. at the Anthem and had a great time to have her deliver a birthday message, including singing, to me on this program is just, I did not see that coming at all. (laughs) And I'm not sure I am quite as blown away as you were with the Backstreet Boys situation. Wow. But this, like, this is up there, I have to say. I am so, so happy. Um, the Benson team, we, we all came together for this. And I have to say, like, when I got that message, I was like, Jack pot. Like, I had a wish list. She was my number one person to get. <laughs> so and I remember telling my husband about this. He's like, you're never going to get that, Christine. Like, re- no way. And when I sent it to him, he's like, I, I don't even want to know what you did to that poor lady to get it. <laughs> well, you, but, threatened um, pl- you threatened to play Nickelback at her unless she did it. Uh, I, speaking of, I tried to get him, the lead singer of Nickelback. <laughs> That's true. Like she definitely me? did. Yeah, like to punish me on my birthday. <laughs> I really, really tried, but uh, couldn't. Nobody was getting back to me. I was even going to buy a cameo and nothing. But I hope you enjoyed it. I I needed to surprise you in some way. I mean, I am your best friend here, and I hope you have a happy birthday. I mean, it's such a surprise. If you had told me there was a big surprise coming today. It would have been that you might show up at my event tonight here at Northwestern like, surprise, bestie, I'm here. But no, this is even bigger. Carly Rae Jepsen. Ooh, okay. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that on the podcast for sure. I think we have to probably clip that and tweet it. (laughs) I'm going to put that on everywhere, on every platform I can think of, because my day is absolutely made. Thanks to everyone who were involved in that montage Brought a smile to my face, warming my heart on this chilly Tuesday in Chicagoland. We had a whole plan about the home stretch, and we were going to talk about my flight out here and the service dog that was right at my feet, this adorable Bernadoodle, and there was a couple with a young baby 
who was playing with the dog. It was just a delightful start to the day, even though it was far too early for my taste. 7 a.m. flight to get here to Chicago in plenty of time for the show and everything like that. But clearly, any previous plan, we are going to also, like we had like on the rundown, different things we are going to talk about, just gone. It's just out the window. I'm not able to really function, frankly. I hope I can give this speech tonight. I could just show up at the speech and, like, play off of my phone Carly Rae Jepsen and just, like, mic drop and leave. I'm like, this is this is a vibe today, everyone. So thank God it's the end of the show because my brain is just not functioning effectively and probably what I need some recovery time. So I'll sort of, you know, breathe in, breathe out, maybe go to the gym and reset because that's just awesome. I was just listening to a bunch of her songs over the weekend in Florida, like when I would get ready for the events that I was speaking at, like getting dressed and changed and all of that. I was just like blasting some CRJ. Little did I know what Cookie had in store as a big birthday surprise. And I don't want to like take anything away from anyone else in the montage. But the other people in the montage are at least like somewhat expected. Very much unlike Carly Rae Jepsen. I guess it actually reminds me around Christmas time on the Peloton bike. Cody Rigsby, who is one of my favorite instructors, he would always talk about Mariah Carey. And she's sort of this big, not just a gay icon, but just an icon in general. And of course, she has the famous Christmas song that is fantastic, but does get overplayed. So he was doing a Cody Rigsby Christmas ride. And it was all Christmas music by Mariah Carey. And then at the very end of the ride, she shows up in the studio, Mariah Carey. And you could hear everyone going crazy in the background, like, why is the audience, why are the people on their bikes losing their minds? Oh, Mariah's in the house. And then they cut to her, and I gasped out loud on the bike. Same exact reaction with Carly Rae Jepsen. Who, truth be told, music-wise, I just, I prefer to Mariah Carey. Sorry, Mariah. It's like, it's fine. Well, I'm going to absolutely play cut to the feeling as I get in the zone for tonight's speech here at Northwestern. And a treat to be here at my alma mater on my birthday. Wow. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Carly Rae Jepsen. Thank you, Northwestern Wildcats. And thank you, audience. Back here from D.C. tomorrow for more of the Guy Benson Show. We will talk to you then. Have a great night. Home stretch on this Wednesday. Back in D.C. After my birthday in Chicagoland yesterday. Glad to be home. GuyBensonShow.com. Podcast free every day. In case you're curious, no, I am not over the surprise Carly Rae Jepsen birthday greeting that I got here yesterday during the home stretch on my actual birthday. I still can't believe that got pulled off by Christine and her collaborators. Just amazing. And as I mentioned earlier, I was back at Northwestern, gave a speech that went well. When I got back to the hotel, and forgive me, I've just been traveling constantly and not sleeping very much. So, like, my brain has been a scramble throughout the day. But it was late at night. I got back to the hotel, and I got a text message from another friend who has a connection to someone who I guess is, like, aware of the show and might occasionally listen. This is a friend named Ken who lives in Tennessee, and he passed along very generously a birthday greeting from someone else. Now, I'm not going to tell you who it is just yet. I wonder if you might just recognize the voice who said this to me yesterday. Hey, guy, I've been out in the chicken coop earlier today. Got three new baby chicks. Now I'm in my studio taking calls and doing my radio show. And somebody who adores you said, uh, it's your birthday, so happy birthday to you. Take care. God bless. Is that ringing a bell? For some of you, you're like, who is that? Some of you know. 
Some of you are like, oh, I know exactly who that is. Others, no clue. And even when I reveal, it will mean nothing to you. But there's another group of you out there saying, I can't quite place it, but I know that voice. Imagine listening to the radio in your car late at night, and you want some easy listening, some soft rock perhaps, maybe a song or two dedicated to strangers around the country from their loved ones seeking advice from a wise radio personality who has been doling out advice on her show for many years. Yes. That was a hello, a happy birthday from Delilah. Better known as Delilah. If you listen to the radio in this country ever, by accident, you've probably listened to Delilah at some point. So I was just totally tickled by that. Thank you, Delilah. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, Carly Ray. Thank you, Laura and Nate. It's just many thank yous. And also all the people who sent me notes and tweets and messages on social wishing me a happy birthday. Admittedly, 38 is not exactly an exciting one, right? It reminds me in some ways of like 19 or 27. It's just a nondescript birthday. Like 18 is momentous, 21, momentous, 30, momentous, 40 will be a big one. 38, you're just like, yeah, a couple of years till 40, I guess. Nevertheless, you guys made me feel special and uh, very much loved and cared for on my day, an exciting early March Tuesday when I was traveling for work. <laughs> but it was a good experience. Now, Christine, we have mentioned Delilah here on the show before. I have sung the Delilah jingle before on the show. I don't even remember how her show or her name came up and what the context was, but we've talked about it once or twice here. And if I'm not mistaken, if I recall correctly, you are not only someone who knows who Delilah is, you are something of a fan, and you have also even, what, through the years, reached out to the show, sought advice from Delilah. Is that right? Yeah. Also, I don't think you were doing the jingle correctly. It's Delilah. I don't think so. I think it's Delilah. Mm, I think we're going to have to have Dan find it for us. I think we can fi- I think we can actually resolve this pretty quickly. Delilah. Delilah. Hang on. Dan, tell me I'm right. Delilah. I won. No, isn't there like a, a newer version of that jingle? Delilah. There it is. There it is. Mm-hmm. I was right. Oh, I was right. Delilah. That's what I sang, and that's what they just sang. I feel like we're going to have to agree to disagree because you and I keep singing. Uh, if we keep singing Delilah, people are going to tune us out. Yeah, that'll be the end of the show, perhaps. They're like, on the 17th Delilah, we decided to cancel the program permanently, which uh, is not a reflection on her. It's a reflection on us and our singing. Yeah, your singing, yes. Um, I just want to say about Delilah, you said, you know, there was many reasons why you would tune in. I tuned in because I wanted to hear who was writing in and who broke their heart. Who hurt you? And what is Delilah going to do to make it better? Mm-hmm. Now, she's admitted, I think, this was the context of one of our Delilah conversations, that it's somewhat ironic that she is out there dishing all this relationship advice because she has been married many times, right? We ended up looking it up. It was something like, it was three or more times, I'm pretty sure. But she just has that soothing presence and some common sense approach to relationships and life and just makes you feel good about yourself. And then we'll just play a song by like Katy Perry. That's just how that show goes. And she's been on for a very long time. But you enjoy sort of peering into other people's problems and other people's struggles, listening to the show, just sort of like rubbernecking. 
radio style, but you also have asked Delilah for advice yourself, right? Many. Or am I just hallucinating? No, I've written to Delilah many, many times. Not once has she ever read my letter on air. Not once did she give me any solid advice, and she never, ever played my requests, um, all of them being Phil Collins. Phil Collins. That, and also, it sounds like she would play a lot of Phil Collins, if mm-hmm. I had to guess. Yeah. Right? That's sort of in her wheelhouse. Okay. Well, now that we know that she's aware of the show, and at least I've been told that she likes me on some level, maybe we can get her in here at some point, and we can do, oh, my goodness, we could do, it's like Sincerely Cat, but with Delilah, like an actual advice-giving professional to take nothing away from Kat, right? And Kat Timpf and her wisdom, her wisdom is a different kind of wisdom than Delilah's. So after all those unrequited requests for help and advice flowing in one direction, we could maybe get Delilah here to give you so much life advice all at once. It might be overwhelming. I might have to prepare Delilah for what would be coming from cookie because i think that there's a lot of advice and common sense that needs to be visited upon cookie frankly and maybe if she won't take it for me or anyone else maybe the dulcet tones of delilah will do the trick get you back on the straight and narrow i didn't know i was off of it but okay um between delilah cat you and obviously my new friend the medium which is happening in a couple weeks Uh, I guess I'll be back on the straight and narrow. See, I feel like Delilah might encourage you not to waste your money on the medium. Right? That seems like something that Delilah might say. And then play Rachel Platten for your listening pleasure. Something like that. That's how I can imagine this going. Oh, now I'm excited. Now this needs to happen. We have somehow created a whole segment out of a birthday that's no longer my birthday based on another radio personality that has nothing to do with this show. <laughs> That's the the worst part is we're talking about a radio host that has nothing to do with our show. Right, but also not like in our format either. Like I don't think there's a lot of head-to-head competition in the Guy Benson show and Delilah audiences. She has better jingles than I do because I don't have jingles. Oh, we should maybe change that. What would my jingles be? Guy Benson. No, we want people to stay tuned to the show, Christine. Dan's looking at me like I've officially lost it. I, I had and nothing, plus, like, no words. We need some more, like, uh, some, like, high-energy jingles. Perhaps from the professionals at Jam Creative Productions in Dallas, Texas. You know what? Let's just put all this into the hopper. We'll put it into the brainstorm box. And then, you know, Wyatt will go through the brainstorm box and weed out all the terrible ideas as he always does usually christine's and then we can have a team meeting about it perhaps if we maybe schedule another guy benson show team retreat which we haven't had in a while but now all of a sudden i'm feeling like i need to get closer with my colleagues and my friends and people who matter to me because life is short and you never know what's coming tomorrow so live for now and value your life and your relationships. And now here's Hello by Lionel Richie. I'm just in a zen place. It is now the evening as well. Sun heading down. I got to snap out of this. I got to do Kennedy's show. And like, I need some pep in my step. I can't be just chill like Delilah. For Kennedy, in the 7 p.m. hour Eastern Fox Business Network tonight, hope to see you there. Back here on the radio from D.C. tomorrow, same time, same place as always, for The Guy Benson Show. Home stretch on Friday Eve on The Guy Benson Show. Here in D.C., glad to have you all along. GuyBensonShow.com, podcast free every day. So because it is my birthday week, which we're now just milking for content, this is our third day, I think, of birthday content, dating back to my actual birthday, March 7th, and we had really a very fun conversation yesterday about another birthday greeting. It was Carly Rae Jepsen on Tuesday, Delilah on Wednesday, And we'll get just a little bit more out of it here on Thursday because it's still the birthday week. 
I was on Kennedy last night, as we mentioned, we previewed on Fox Business Network, and I decided, because I had seen, I hadn't seen it in a while, my senior portrait in high school. It's framed, we had it in a closet in my house, so I saw it, and I realized that it was 20 years ago. That was a senior in high school two decades ago. I graduated in 2003. And I took my senior class portrait right around this time of year. So here's a photo of a smiling yours truly with my hair slicked forward with some product it looks like and then flipped up in the front. That was a big look back at the time. Actually looks pretty good, I think. Definitely dated, but I think it looks okay. And I've got a dark blue collared shirt on, a blue blazer, and then a yellow and blue patterned tie from Joseph A. Bank. And I saw this uh, portrait of myself from 20 years ago. I said, first of all, holy hell, 20 years. Wow. 18 to 38. Secondly, I said to myself, I still have that tie. I don't wear it very often because it is unfashionably thick. It's too wide for this day and age, but I still had it. So because I was on Kennedy last night, I said, I'm going to find a similarly colored shirt. I, of course, have an array of blue blazers, as one would. And then that tie, I'm going to wear that on the air. So I did. That was last night. Then I decided, let's take it a step further. In my high school photo, I've got one of those sort of generic backdrops it looks like maybe a blue sky with some clouds. That's the backdrop. I said, I wonder if I could find something like that on the Internet. So we did. Adam helped me with this. We blew it up on the screen behind me in the home studio. This was after I was off the air with Kennedy. And then we spent probably five minutes trying to get the lighting and the angle right for me to replicate the angle of my head, the direction my eyes are pointed, the smile. I was trying to recreate as best I could this exact same photo, but 20 years later. And the results, I have to say, all things considered are pretty good. It's not perfect. It's not exactly what I was going for, but it's like 90% of the way there. So I just had some fun with it. I posted it on Instagram. You can follow me there, Guy P. Benson. I also posted it last night on Twitter, same handle, Guy P. Benson. And I got lots of comments from people on both platforms saying, you look exactly the same. You look exact." And some people were like, well, hold up. Is that the same tie? Yes. That I can confirm. I'm very proud that the tie is the same, honestly. I think that really makes the photo array. But I must say, I reject the flattery. I, no, let me take that back. I accept happily the flattery that I am unchanged over 20 years. Uh, but I also am a realist, and I understand that that is indeed just flattery and not true. Like, shall we count the wrinkles, the hair starting a little higher up? I mean, not the same. In fact, I have some facial hair in the current photo which I was, I can assure you, absolutely incapable of growing 20 years ago. No chance. Even if I wanted to for a fashion statement, couldn't do it. So a little different. You can go back. I just thought it was a fun thing to do. And also it's just an acknowledgement of the passage of time. You could even call it the significance of the passage of time, something about which our vice president is an expert, if you remember that soundbite. So I enjoyed it. I Feel free to double tap the thing on Instagram if you think it's fun. I know Christine was sort of intrigued by this. Christine, uh, I was in high school many years after you were, but I'm sure you had. Did you have photographs when you were in high school? Did you guys do school photos and that sort of thing, or was it like artist sketches back then? You're getting closer to 40. I wouldn't uh, make too many jokes there, guy. <laughs> I know. Late 30s for sure. I enjoy doing this. And, I mean, the backdrop isn't perfect. The shirt is a little different, but this look this was amusing to me at least. I I love it. I cannot believe you still have that tie. I'm trying to think if I have anything from when I was 
a senior in high school, I think the only thing I may still have is like my senior prom dress and my varsity cheerleading jacket. And that's about it. So well done for keeping the tie. And I have to say, it's still kind of in style. It's not, you wouldn't think anything of it. Like it's retro no, it's, it's a anything. little too thick, but you can't tell it because of the cropping. We cropped it similarly to what I had at senior year. And now I need to keep this tie. If I can remember 10 years from now, maybe I need to do this same look at like 48. Or if we're doing it every 20 years, my gosh, 58, 20 years from now, I, I will look a little different. And you'll get some of the nice people being like, oh, you, it's, you're identical. I mean, come on. Uh, I have eyes. I can see that I don't look exactly the same. It would be weird if I did. Aging is fine. Anyway, I enjoyed it. And I wanted to just uh, put that out there because I know sometimes people like a little glimpse into our lives. We give them more than enough. Probably TMI all the time, especially during this segment. One other thing that I wanted to briefly talk about, Christine, and we had teased it right before the break. I've been traveling, if you hadn't noticed, so much, right? I was in Jordan. We talked about that trip. And then almost immediately I was in New York and then California and then Chicago and then Florida and then D.C. and then back to Chicago. And then I think, yep, here. And then tomorrow I go to Arizona. And then after that I'll be heading to the NCAA basketball tournament and then back to New York. It's just a season of life where I'm doing a lot of traveling. And therefore I'm on planes a ton. And the other day, actually on my birthday, getting up very early, flying to Chicago for a speech, I was not in the best of moods because I'm not a morning person and I was just going to try to fall back asleep on the plane. And in my row, there was a baby and a service dog. I believe the dog's name was Baxter or maybe Baker. Totally adorable Bernadoodle. I've now mentioned this twice. Weirdly, so I posted a photo with the back of the baby, so you couldn't see the baby's face. You could see the dog. A friend of mine, I posted it on my Instagram story. He DM'd me. He's like, I know these people. They go to my gym. So then those people ended up following me on Instagram. It's just like a small world. We started talking amongst our team about air travel and air travel preferences. And, Christine, I think you were pointing out that based on the angle of the photo or the video that I posted – that I was on the window seat, and you seem surprised that as a seasoned frequent flyer, I would want to be on the window because you are a big aisle gal, and like no one's a middle seat person, right? Let's just be clear. No one's like, oh, I love the middle seat. That's just not a thing. You're one or the other. You are a committed aisler. Why? I am because I am respectful of my fellow passengers, and I am a gal, I'm sure like many, that needs to uh, get to the restroom probably every hour or so. And I don't want to be bothered. Every hour? Yeah, I mean, it depends what I'm drinking, let's be honest. Yeah, I was going to say, all that mama's juice at 30,000 feet. <laughs> Plus, I have Megan. So if it's not me, it's Megan, you know, going. So... Uh, I try to always get the aisle and also if I don't get the aisle and I'm in a window seat or a middle seat, I usually will buy the person next to me something like a drink or a snack or something just to say thank you because I'm constantly, you know, tap, 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 excuse me, can I get by? And then, you know, you got to move everything, get up and then I got to tap, tap, tap. Hey, I'm ready to sit down now. You know, and then an hour later, tap, 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 excuse me. Yeah, no, no, I'm I not, know this. it's not I great. I know this type. I know this type. So, yes, you should be on the aisle. I get up occasionally during flights, but I like to be on the window. I like to lean up against sort of the fuselage of the plane. It helps me sleep sometimes. Um, I enjoy being able to look out the window. That's a big thing. I also, and I think Dan was mentioning this. This is a thing. I enjoy being able to control the window shade up or down. Uh, maybe that's a control freak thing that I have, but to me... You take more charge of your traveling experience, in my opinion, when you have a window seat. Dan, the window shade thing is not a small thing to me. It's actually significant. No, I totally agree. Because sometimes if you're trying to sleep, you want to put it down. But then sometimes you like to look out the window, just like you said. And I'm one of those people. Plus, I'm also not one of those people that has to get up 
right when the plane lands, you know? So, like, we're all getting out when we get out. So it doesn't really matter if you're in the aisle or, you know, you're getting out when you get out. It doesn't, I don't, I don't care. So window for me all day. Yeah. I'm also one of the people who they'll say, oh, you know, we're running a little bit behind and people have tight connections. If you don't have a tight connection, can you please stay put and let people get off the plane? And often a lot of people just ignore that and they stand up instantly as soon as you pull up to the gate and there's a big, you know, bottleneck. I'm happy to sit there and wait and let people get off the plane. Unless I'm one of those people who has the tight connection, right? That's the one exception where you want people to actually do you the favor. So definitely team window seat, Christine hardcore on the aisle, and she has good reasons. If I'm seated next to Christine on a flight, I want her on the aisle. I, I want her in another row on the aisle, frankly. But, you know, I she her reasoning makes sense to me. Wyatt, do you have a preference or are you just sort of like wherever? I'm kind of like just good with whatever but i do like being in the aisle in case i need to get off fast or just like just to just not feel trapped and claustrophobic like sitting next to someone and feeling like i can't move so i do prefer the aisle but i mean it is annoying when people tap you on the shoulder and say can i get up can i get up can i get up because that i've i've sat on planes before with people like christine that that will do it several times on a flight and it does does get to you. And yet you're an aisle person. So we're split 50-50. And last thing I will say, we had on one of my flights recently uh, a young mother and her young son, like six or seven years old. Seven-year-old was sitting next to me, very well behaved, but he wanted Pringles. And his mom, like, the app wasn't working and they wouldn't take cash. And so, like Christine mentioned, I get like a free snack because I fly so much with my United status. So I was able to bestow upon this child Pringles. And he was very polite. She said, what do you say? He said, thank you, sir. And it turned out he was a hockey fan. So he and I talked about hockey for like 30 minutes on the flight. Uh, delightful. So I've had some wonderful seatmates recently, including baby, including hockey kid, and including Baker the dog, who's an absolute baby, extremely well-behaved. I wonder how Roy would do on a plane. I want to try it. Adam is dead set against it. He thinks Roy would freak out, and he doesn't He doesn't want the pressure of people glaring at us if Roy isn't doing well. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to do it on my own. I'll take this matter into my own hands. That could be an experiment moving forward. Back on another flight tomorrow, but after the show, because I'm here fulfilling my hosting duties tomorrow. Same time, same place as always. The Friday edition of The Guy Benson Show coming your way when we come back and gather 21 hours from now. In the meantime, have a great night. Thank you for listening. Home stretch on this Friday on The Guy Benson Show. GuyBensonShow.com, podcast free every day, on demand, bonus Benson on the weekends. I'm scheduled to appear on Trey Gowdy's show on Sunday evening on Fox News Channel. So set your DVRs or tune in for that. I hop on a plane tonight. Story of my life recently. Heading to Arizona. I know we've got listeners out there, a few stations. So hello, Arizona. Looking forward to that. It's been a lot of travel. A little exhausting. However, looking at the forecast, high of 81, sunny, that doesn't seem too awful. So looking forward to that. The one thing I'm nervous about is... My Northwestern Wildcats play in the Big Ten tournament tonight, and my flight is scheduled to take off at halftime. So I am just hoping that the Wi-Fi works on the flight, because usually it does, but not always. And I will be losing my mind, not knowing what's happening. Playing Penn State again, crushing loss of them. I was at that game a couple weeks ago, actually March the 1st. Flew out for it, senior night, great atmosphere, and lost at the buzzer. So the Cats get another shot at the Nittany Lions. Revenge would be nice. They've just got our number for years in basketball. We'll see. Games in Chicago, we'll have a lot of fans there. Should be fun. Go Cats. And then, of course, Sunday is Selection Sunday, something that we're teaching Christine about. She knows nothing about college basketball, NCAA tournament stuff, And the Cats are going to the tournament. The question is where. And she is most concerned about my schedule for next week. She keeps asking me, what's the plan? I'm like, I don't know. 
until Sunday's announcements arrive. Because I could be going to Albany or Greensboro or Orlando or Birmingham or Columbus or Des Moines or Denver or Sacramento. Those are the options. And the game could be Thursday anytime or Friday anytime. Could it be during the show? Yes. Maybe not. Who knows? We'll find out on Sunday. And we'll plan accordingly. An exciting time of year if you're a college sports fan and Northwestern's only been involved in this twice ever. Made the first ever tournament in 2017. And now, amazingly, we've been a lock for a couple of weeks. So I am obviously, and needless to say, extremely excited about this. But first things first, beat Penn State tonight if possible. That's their But first things first, beat Penn State tonight if possible. That would be awfully nice. Now, Christine, meanwhile, is looking at her husband's travel schedule. And we mentioned this a few weeks ago. Bobby is off to a bachelor party this weekend with one of his buds who's getting married for the first time. Not that that necessarily matters. You might do a bachelor party your second time around. But I think, really, the goal is to be married once. And do the big bachelor party thing once, and that's it. Christine had expressed a skepticism that it's appropriate for men over the age of 40 to have a bachelor party. I disagreed with that. She was also concerned about what happens at bachelor parties. And now she says that she has been provided with like a line-by-line run of show. For the bachelor party, which actually you would think would impress her because she's a producer. She loves producing things. So having a rundown, if you will, of the bachelor party, that is impressive organization, I would say, on some level. And yet, Christine, rather than being appreciative of this document, you seem to be very skeptical of it. Well, first, the document, if we're going by this, and I am skeptical if this is the real Thing. That's what's happening this weekend. But the document doesn't make it sound like it's that much fun. Um, like they're going, what's it called? Like axe hatchet throwing, axe throwing, like into a yeah, wall. You know, a, you throw it into a wall. Yeah, that's a thing. That's been kind of a fad for a couple of years. Is is that fun, Dan? Have you ever done that? I've never done it, but it's a lot of people do it here in the city, and it seems people like it. I don't know, like lumberjack people do it. No, it's just like normal people go and you throw the axe into the wall. It has not appealed to me, I'll be honest. I've seen basically all of my friends have posted a video of themselves at some point throwing an axe. I haven't done it. Christine hasn't done it. Dan hasn't done it. Wyatt is a voracious axe thrower. It's what he spends all his time doing. If he's not reading the Wall Street Journal, he's throwing axes at walls. That's his number one time-consuming activity. Frankly, he's gotten very good at it. He's sort of almost in like the major leagues, if you will, of axe throwing. But that's a separate point. We won't get into that because it's really just his private life, not our business. But, Christine, why are you skeptical of that? That well, seems then, like exactly something that a bunch of 40-year-old guys would do. Well, then, 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 well first, first they're meeting up to go go-karting. Like, doesn't that, that sound— That sounds fun. I would do that. It's like a 90-minute thing. And, like, in the notes it said, now, guys, we got to be careful. Like, let's not get, you know, too crazy and drinking because, you know, we have to be responsible. Like drinking and driving? Right. Because they're driving go-karts. Where is this? Where is this happening, by the way? I don't I don't know if I should say, but it's like a casino area in Connecticut. Okay. Okay. So oh, that that really narrows it down, Christine. I wonder <laughs> I wonder what it might be. <laughs> but Dan just looked at me like, really? <laughs> she just like, it, what it else It sounds could be? like it would rhyme with Smohegan fun. Or smocks puds. Yep, one one or the other. <laughs> I didn't say where Bobby's going to kill me. Okay, so they're going go-karting. The thing that's strange to me about that is go-karting to me was very exciting as a kid when I couldn't drive real cars and then kind of lost its luster once I could, you know, drive <laughs> for real. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Dan seems like he's into it. I love it. Yeah, no, we. I did that one time on a bachelor party, actually. Um, down in Florida, and it was really, really fun. Um, you do the drinking afterwards, not during, because obviously for what you laid out before, but, yeah, it was really fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then— And, and if- Wyatt, by the way, Wyatt is still a year away from qualifying for his learner's permit, so uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to him on that here maybe next year. 
um, you know, his his parents drive him to and from the axe throwing practices. But uh, Christine, next point. Okay, so they're doing they're going to go go karting. They're going to go axe throwing. I thought they would obviously go to like a really nice dinner at one of those nice steak places, but no, I guess they're having like pub food at the axe throwing. And then this is where the itinerary ends for the night. It just says, and then after that we gamble, and then you know make our way back, you know, to wherever they're staying because the next morning they have an eleven a.m. golf, a tea time. So to me, I said this sounds super lame. I'm just going to put it out there. But seems a little potentially chilly in the Northeast to be golfing, but hopefully the weather cooperates. That's true. But they these guys all love golf, so like they'll okay. go whatever. But they'll make it work. Here's the thing that I'm thinking. Here's the okay. So there's like level-headed Christine, you know, just completely easygoing, like the cool wife, right? Hello? Is this a fictional fictional yeah. character that we're talking about here? Or this what? is no the me, the me, you know. Uh-huh. The normal me. Yeah. But then there's like crazy Christine. In the back. Okay, of- so who might sound a little bit like cut 30? What is the matter? I don't know. I just hope you're not gonna go to some strip club when you're up there. Melissa, we're going to Napa Valley. I don't even think they have strip clubs in wine country. Well, I'm sure if there is one, Phil will sniff it out. It's not going to be like that. Besides, you know how I feel about that sort of thing. I know, I know. It's just boys and their bachelor parties. It's gross. I just wish your friends were as mature as you. Hmm. (laughs) The hangover, Ed Helms' character. And that was not the craziest portion of that exchange, but you get the gist. There is the defensive, neurotic, jealous, paranoid cookie. Well... Prim- no. primary cookie, who uh, is, what, concerned that this is all a ruse, that the list of anodyne to-do items and activities is all just misdirection? Mm-hmm. Like, what if they, because, like, he was so eager to show me the rundown of, like, everything that, like, I all of a sudden started to think, you know, this smart mind of mine. I started thinking, wait a second. What if the guy said, okay, here's what, just show the wives, you know? Right, let's all show our wives that we're going to go go go-karting and axe-throwing and golfing. And we'll just have a real itinerary over here with the hookers and the blow. Gee, guy, I wasn't even thinking that. (laughs) Guy. Hypothetically. That was not even, like, what where I was going. But thank you. Now my Uh paranoia is just gotten to, like, a level 10. I didn't even think about that. It's like the Potemkin rundown that you send our bosses every day. (laughs) Because you don't want them to know what we're actually talking about. I'm just kidding. That never happens because we don't want to get fired. But it's an interesting theory, actually, that they would come up with a sanitized version of what they're doing in order to create a false sense of security among the significant others. And then it's off to a wild hangover style bender. And the only reason I'm saying this is every single one of the gentlemen in this bachelor party is married with kids. And as you know, leaving your wife with children on the weekend uh, is usually a no-no. Wives don't really appreciate that because they need the help. I'm lucky. I have Megan. You know, she basically is babysitting me this weekend. Let's be honest. (laughs) I'm not kidding. (laughs) You're like, Megan, where did you put my extra box of mama's juice? Megan's calling the Ubers. Um, but I could see where like, you know, the guys are like, Hey, look, this is like, this is what we're doing. Don't even worry about it, honey. Like I'll be back on Sunday in no time. So that's crazy, Christine. Like, you know, the one side of my brain thinking that, um, but then the other side is thinking they are 40 and over and this is seriously what they're doing for fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, the question is, will Bobby lose a tooth? Will he meet Mike Tyson? Will there be a tiger? Where they I call, guess we won't really know. Where they call each other's wives and don't actually talk to their own wife and just say, like, oh, we're fine, it's good, we're go-karting, vroom, vroom, like in the background, you know, pretending to make sounds that doing that. Mm-hmm. The, does mm-hmm. the groom go missing? I mean, a lot can happen in that crazy state of Connecticut. I tend to believe that this is actually what they're doing. My guess is, I mean, you know it. When you hit a certain age, you're just kind of tired, and you're going to do fun stuff with your friends and you're going to have some drinks and you're going to do some gambling and I'm sure there'll be off-color humor and, you know, whatever. But my guess is they're going to be throwing axes and driving go-karts 
and making their tea time slightly hungover. That's my bet. But you never know, Christine. I wonder, you know, this is something you could probably take up with your many medium psychic type people that you throw money at and just burn your hard-earned cash on. Oh, that's right, actually, I should, tell you. I should tell Bobby, like, be careful what you do because my appointment's next week and I can't, I can find out anything. Yeah, I think he will sleep very soundly because it's fake. I'm no not. Response? No, because I told you I don't want you to put that out in the universe. So, like, don't, don't no. say anything because next week it's is fake. when I have to start cleansing. Waste of money. We'll have to address this next week on the home stretch as we get closer to the day. My goodness. Oh, enjoy, Bobby. Have fun. Keep all of your limbs, that sort of thing. And we'll get a report back, I guess, on Monday, and then we'll also know where Northwestern is headed, and by extension, I am likely headed next week. So much excitement ahead. Arizona on tap, heading off to the airport here in a few hours. Don't forget about bonus Benson over the weekend if you just need to scratch that Guy Benson show itch. Back here on Monday for brand-new programming. Looking forward to that. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. It's the Guy Benson Show. That was this week's edition of Bonus Benson. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at FoxNewsPodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.